0: It's a Strong Towns Member Podcast, a conversation with one of the people shaping the Strong Towns movement. Jay Stallone. How you doing, man?
1: Hey Chuck, what's going on? How are you doing?
0: Uh, you know, not bad. Uh, you're down today in Galveston, Texas. Is that right?
1: That's right. I'm on the island today, I'm enjoying my day off.
0: You're uh, you usually live in Austin. Uh, I know you're you're from Texas. The weather nice down there?
1: Let's see. It's I think it's like fifty five degrees right now and a okay. front's moving in, so we might see a twenty degree drop, which is gonna be I don't know if I can handle that or not. We'll see.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm headed down to Texas this week, so I'm I'm kind of excited for whether that will be warmer. We were like twelve below this weekend. So, um, you're bringing,
1: I, I, you're bringing some weather with you
0: there. Uh, you know, last time I was there, we got snow and everybody was kind of blaming me too. And I thought, you know, this isn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hey, I want to, I wanted to, um, ask you first, right off the bat, how you came to hear about strong towns and, and how you got involved. Cause you and I have known each other now for quite a long time since the early days for is what I call right. them. how how did you get involved?
1: I think I found you through, oh, I think I, you know, I saw the video, the Ted talk that you did in, I think Minnesota. Sure. And it just kind of blew my mind. Um, it was looking at urbanism through, you know, a financial aspect, which, you know, seeing you, that's kind of touched on a little bit, but you spoke to me in a really direct way. So after that. I read, uh, the curbside chat and all of the other content they are, uh, creating at that time. Um, and just started tweeting you nonstop
0: throughout the day. Yeah, and you then... did. I, re- I remember <laughs> that. I was like, who is this guy? He keeps, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were one There's, of the uh, early ones who would do that. Yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah. So we finally got you down to Austin and, um, uh, you gave a talk the curbside chat then. And then, you know, we kept in touch over the years and now we're, we're pretty close
0: friends, I guess. I, I guess. Yeah, no, I think we are. <laughs> you uh, you put me up for a couple nights uh, this last right. year at your place, which was really cool. No, I, I remember doing that. Um, I remember that curbside chat because I was there for a thing with the Orton Foundation. And I think it was you. I, I can't remember who it was. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't know. I, I reached out to someone down there and said, hey, I'm going to be in town. You want to set something up? And I, I remember showing up and we had a nice chat, but you and I sat and uh, had pizza and Coke afterwards. Eric Erica, with, uh, Erica yeah, with Reichster, Erica. yeah, yeah.
1: That's right, that, was, that a, was fun.
0: That was a lot of fun.
1: And then, and then I saw you, you know, after we ate pizza, you decided that you were gonna walk for a couple miles down, <laughs> back down to your hotel room and we were like, oh, are you sure you wanna do that? Yeah. It's not that Austin's really crime-ridden or anything, it was just kind of interesting to hear that you were so comfortable Walking around cities, thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, Austin's not the easiest place to walk, is it?
1: No, it's not. Well, I mean, I'm sure you walked on the street half the time. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, I did. I want to ask you a little bit about living in Austin because, you know, keep it weird. Austin's one of these places that I think gets romanticized in in planning circles and urbanist circles. Uh, You bike a lot, you walk a lot, and you take the bus a lot. What is it like doing that in a city like Austin?
1: It's a, a struggle, um, but also it's taught me, I guess, a lot of lessons about how to to deal with, you know, how to, how to be patient, how to uh, make things happen that, you know, are typically you know, going to the grocery store. That's super easy for most people in Austin because they have a car, but if you don't have a car and you just, or if, if you just decide that you want to take the bus or bike everywhere, then it's a different... Different situation, and um I think I've learned a lot of uh a lot of lessons on how to how to just operate in other cities just by uh learning how to take the bus and stuff in, in austin um basically it's a bunch of it's a life lesson in patience <laughs> having to uh wait on the bus that's not really all that frequent, and you know we're not known for having the best public transportation system in the United States but
0: um, it's interesting. I enjoy,
1: the, I enjoy the challenge.
0: It's interesting because Austin does have some just gorgeous neighborhoods that are really beautiful and walkable. It also has this huge problem with uh, affordable housing. But the right. interesting thing that I that I found is that the the really good stuff is in rare rare supply, and a lot of it is I was going to say kind of beyond ordinary, isn't it? I, I mean how would you describe that dynamic between the really spectacular parts of Austin and then the rest of the stuff that seems to kind of go on for miles?
1: I think it's, you know, we, the, we don't have enough supply for what people my age are, are looking for. And so it's kind of weird. You go through these single family uh, neighborhoods and then all of a sudden there's like this seven foot tower, and then it's just really patchworky, uh, yeah. and that we've talked about that before. But it just seems like we're not able to mature as a city in a normal way because of all these weird regulations that we have, and this uh tendency in the neighborhoods to not want to to change and stuff like that. So yeah, it's kind of bizarre. You'll go you'll be walking in a single family neighborhood, and then hit this mixed-use area, and then you'll go back to single family, and then so this doesn't make a, it's not really rational. Um, from, you know, supply and demand perspective.
0: How, how so, does how does Austin differ from? You're from a, a, a town called Port Arthur, right? Originally.
1: Yeah, I'm from. That's right. Yeah, I'm from uh, the post-industrial town of Port Arthur.
0: You sent me a photo, um, so. uh, and I ran it on the blog, like a before-after photo of one of the streets, and it's the standard tragedy where. My gosh, it's just like a gorgeous street with all the street life and this kind of fine grained development. And then the after photo, all that's gone, and it's parking lot. And you know, the one iconic building is still there, but it just looks silly now. What is? Oh, yeah. wh- wh- why aren't you in Port Arthur? And you know, what is it about that place that maybe has has pushed you or or drawn you to a, a city like Austin instead?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think growing up I understood that things were not um kind of how they should be. It seemed a little artificial. You know, we lived my great or my grandparents lived like in the center of the city in the grid of Port Arthur. And then, you know, as my parents grew up they went to a place called Port Natches, which is basically a suburb of Port Arthur. But it was just, you know, suburbia. Classic suburbia that was surrounded by refineries. Um, and so I just noticed that, you know, there wasn't a lot of diversity. There wasn't a whole lot of life in the real sense of like city life. So growing up, I would go to, you know, places like Houston and, and Austin and just experience how people were like on the street. And to me, that was completely foreign and something that was happened, you know, when my grandparents. We're little kids. But it doesn't happen anymore for some reason. And so I just, I kind of explored Austin and figured out that there's something unique going on there. And, um, you know, I went to Lamar University in Beaumont with a political science degree and then chose just to get to Austin as soon as possible and find a job. And I ended up being, uh, you know, finding this job in the tech sector, which is pretty awesome. Work downtown. I'm able to ride the bus every day. Um, so I really enjoy
0: it. I want to ask you about your job, but but before I do that, I want to say that there's a there's a sense of millennials, which I you know I, you're a millennial. I think you would call yourself in that group. Uh, there's a there's a sense that millennials find a place to live first and then find a job. Is that kind of what you're describing in terms of how your life has gone?
1: I think that's pretty accurate for myself, but. I also graduated in 2008 when the economic downturn was just coming about. So really I wasn't making the decision on where I was going to work, um, but more where I was going to be able to live and afford to live. I moved up here to work at the capital, but after a while I realized I didn't like that whole, you know, that yeah, yeah. lifestyle. So, yeah. um, then I just kind of slowly bounced around a few jobs and found, um, this tech job.
0: Let's talk a little bit about that. It, it, you, you post stuff from your work every now and then on Facebook, and it looks like you have a really, really fun place to work. Uh, what do you do day day in and day out?
1: So I work on the engineering team at a company called Invoto and we do um, e-commerce software. So if you go to a, a product page, you'll see a video player or a 3D uh, animation player. So that's what we do. We produce the content, and we also um, create the platform behind that. So I help uh, manage that content, and I help uh, manage projects as well. Um, so, it's yeah, it's every person that I work with is fantastic, and we're right in the middle of downtown so we can, you know, go out, eat somewhere different every day, and it just creates a good environment to uh, be creative and uh, a real fun workplace.
0: I know you're involved with the CNU, and in Austin, there's a there's a pretty active CNU group. You also do a lot of other things in the community that I think would be maybe non-traditional kind of activism. Can you just maybe talk a little bit about some of the groups and things that are going on in Austin that add to that? Really? I mean, when I showed up, we had what almost 300 people show up for a talk i gave that doesn't happen everywhere there's something special going on in austin in terms of the conversation what is what is that and and how are you involved in that
1: well i mean i think austin is growing so fast that the demand for better cities and urbanism is so high that you'll i mean you know you'll have Chuck come down and 300 400 400 people probably wanted to come to that, but we just didn't have the, we didn't expect that many people, you know, so, um, so that just shows me that people are really wanting to have a good, good conversation, a substance, you know, a substance conversation about how urbanism should work, how our cities should work. And that was always the discussion that I kind of liked being in. Um, when I moved here, it was just kind of a hobby to talk about how cities work. And so, you know the two big things here: are affordability, like you touched on earlier, and then transit. Um, those two things are are where we need to move towards uh, as a city, and I think you know everyone agrees that that's the case. But uh, when it comes to the solutions, we don't necessarily are all on the same page with that. So, um, organization that I helped uh, create was called um, it was originally called Austinites Nights for Urban Rail Action, and that was um, gear towards um, coming up with a good public input process for the transit investment. Um, and then we transitioned and changed our name just to Aura, the acronym. And now we do all the whole gamut. So, you know, affordability issues, land use, transit. Just our, our mission is to create an Austin that's available um, for everyone so that everyone can enjoy what we do on a daily basis. So um, yeah, that we started a board last last year, and we're up to like a hundred members now, and we're we're getting all the newspapers up, and we're at like every single meeting talking about championing you know urbanist cause. And, and I mean, let's see, last year we were voted by the Austin Chronicle the best grassroots group, so that was huge. I was super excited about that. Wow, the people that I mean, I didn't know you know the majority of these people, and then you create you create a group or something around an issue and that just excites people so much. And it was awesome to see how our organization has grown over the past um, two years. I I have, that wakes me up every day.
0: Oh yeah. People
1: excited. Yeah. I
0: think that's the thing. And one of the reasons I I wanted to make sure and have you on is that there is this sense in Austin, not only that it's a fun, cool place, but that there's a lot of people who care and a lot of people who are willing to step up and be part of the conversation. I, I want to end with um, just, you know, thanking you not only for your hospitality, uh, but for being a member and a long time member. You're one of our first people who ever signed up. And like you said, we've been tweeting for a long time. Uh, I had a chance to, uh, to even meet your girlfriend the last time I was there. Yeah. And uh, I've heard a little bit of her music since then. And her and I are going to watch Conan O'Brien, I think, the next time I come down. That's right. Yeah. that's not going to happen. Come on. I, I hope really soon, man. We need It's already to get been back too to long, us. yeah. I know. I know. So <laughs> anyway, I just want to say thanks, Jace. And I appreciate not only you being a supporter of Strong Towns, but also everything that you're doing there uh, to help the conversation and, and help make Austin a great place. So thanks a lot for what you, you do.
1: I can't thank you enough, Chuck. I mean, you inspire all of us every single day. Um, and so I'm self compelled to help with uh, the calls and the message. Uh, you know, you can always count on me. A special
0: thank you to Thanks. all of our members. Keep doing what you nice. can to build a strong town.